0: This is Bruce Falconer. You're listening to the Casanova Podcast, Hawaii's number one podcast. I'm Bruce Falconer. As a composer and performer, many of you know me from the music I created for Dragon Ball Z. I want to acknowledge and thank you, my amazing fans. You have been an integral part of my inspiration, success, and lots of fun over the years. I've had so many requests to add to my Dragon Ball Z American soundtracks. So with that in mind, I'm writing this very special piece of music dedicated just to you. The piece will be about 10 minutes long and include strings, brass, guitar, and percussion. It will feature a live chamber orchestra. So in effect, you will also be helping studio musicians who have been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Cake Mix Recording Studio will be hosting our performance of my new piece in a studio recording with the chamber orchestra. Over the past two decades, you have continued to enjoy and recognize my Dragon Ball Z music. You will always have my gratitude and appreciation for the support you have given me.
1: All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova. And today we have with us a very special guest, the one, the only, the legend, the iconic Bruce Falconer. Bruce, how are you doing today?
0: (laughs) hi uh Mikhail and hello out there hawaii welcome uh to this podcast and i am ever thankful of my my fans in in hawaii goes back to the tower records days when uh they carried my cd soundtracks for dragon ball z yeah i re- I remember that man it's
1: has it been that long since tower records has it been
0: it's been a while <sighs>
1: Man, I, I remember the Man. Tower Records that used to be in the mall uh, in Alamoana Just
0: Oh, God,
1: that's a nostalgia trip. Anyway, <laughs> oh, uh, how are you doing today? How's your day been so far?
0: I've been doing well. Um, I've uh, been writing uh, to a bunch of uh, people responding to their questions about Dragon Amnesty and uh, telling me that they were going to help support and spread the word and so I'm, I'm really thankful for, you know, all my fans out there who are uh, helping uh, make Dragon Amnesty become a reality. And so since I said Dragon Amnesty, well, what the heck is that? <laughs> it's like I'm writing this this new piece, and mm-hmm. I uh, titled it Dragon Amnesty. And so it's, it's a brand-new kind of uh, – um, it's a composition that I haven't just started writing. I've written a couple of pages and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be high action and high powered. Um, and um, it, it'll have a little essence of the nostalgia of Dragon Ball Z in it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you liked my Dragon Ball Z music, you're, you're going to like this piece too. And I, I even have a, uh, posted just uh, this past week a few pieces I've done recently, in, including one called High Voltage mm-hmm. uh, for a theme for high voltage, which is an animation and development. That, uh, Chris is on Deviant Art mm-hmm. uh, uh, with his high voltage uh, development. And he commissioned me to write a, a theme, and it was going to be a minute long, and it ended up being uh, a A little over a minute and a half. So Mm -hmm. uh, Dragon Amnesty is going to be 10 to 15 minutes long. And if I do that kind of ratio of my inspiration impact on myself, who knows, it it may be 15 minutes and more. So (laughs) uh, you never know how a piece is going to go, especially when I have the the freedom to write something Mm -hmm. uh, that's not limited by the... uh, the time length of the picture or the scene in, in the show Yeah, and
1: definitely when it comes to like your work like your work has inspired generations and it's uh, you know it's it's amazing like you've done so much over the years like and I know fans love your work for Dragon Ball Z but you've done more than just that you know with and let's talk about it let's talk about your work like talk about uh, you, you've done work for movies, for TV
0: shows. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, my first TV show was uh, Your New House with Michael Holligan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that lasted for 12 years. And uh, so, um, and, and then uh, that production company did a show called Reality of Speed, which mm-hmm. I had some heavy metal, screaming guitars uh, mm-hmm. kind of music for. And uh, I did a spin-off of Your New House called Your House and Home. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the latter two of those, the Reality of Speed and Your House and Home, happened after Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And... Your New House happened before and during Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So um, those uh, did another show called To Life, which was kind of a celebration of life and health and fitness. And mm-hmm. and then movies uh, I've done. Um, one of the first movies was called Scenes in the Dark. And I wrote a musical play with a lyricist, uh, David Arthur. Mm-hmm. I did the music and, um, my CD for that. I recently resurrected the the whole musical play and, and put it on CD and it's available now on your, uh, fine digital outlets out there. Um, and, uh, it was a musical play within a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very interesting The the main character, um, was a composer playwright actor, uh, in in the movie. And uh, he was uh, trying to resurrect himself from the, the abyss of uh, his, his art Mm -hmm. and his career had taken a nosedive. And so he started writing this musical play about himself and then it ends up at the end, you know, he's premiering the play. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we see him writing the music that I wrote, uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm his voice, uh, his musical voice, as it were. And uh, so th- that was a really uh, fun participating in the shooting and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, a-, a few years after Dragon Ball Z, and just a few years ago, actually, I did a, a mystery movie called The Bystander Theory. Mm-hmm. It's on AT&T um, uh, director, the different AT&T uh, televisions. Sh- and sometimes it's been on reels. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I did a, a full orchestra that I performed all the parts. They didn't have a, a live orchestra budget. Wow. So I had to perform all the parts. There's a, you know, it's like doing a, a 60 voice orchestra and you're doing every part one at a time. And there's about 55, 60 minutes of music on that, and that, too, is available on Amazon and iTunes and all the fine digital outlets mm-hmm. um, out there. And uh, I'm excited to, to announce, too, that I, this past year I've been working on a, an animation film and development, mm-hmm. that's also an audio book, and um, an interactive uh, book that's coming out in October, and it's called A Little Spark. Nice. And you can find that on bethatspark.com, but more information about it. But I wrote 12 songs with uh, the uh, lyricist, and he also kind of, he started out with some ideas for some music, and so we sort of co-wrote the whole, uh, the 12 songs hmm I did one song out of it that um was a little more complicated than he wanted because he just kind of wanted a lullaby mm-hmm. and i i guess I just was so inspired by the lyrics and the story that I did this full blown almost um uh, broadway uh, uh classical music kind of a of a song and uh, some somewhat reminiscent one of my my favorite uh composer lyricists is steven sondheim mm-hmm. and uh so um, between chris and and i i i got out uh, i just went over the top and i wrote this huge song <laughs> and so then i went back and i wrote another version just called the lullaby so uh, and it, it it's called it's titled my little one mm-hmm. and so, so far the the lullaby, my little one, will come out in October with the other songs. And I posted mm-hmm. recently. Uh, Chris had his camera going, and I didn't. I didn't know it. Chris Parsons, my, uh, he's the director, producer, and writer of mm-hmm. a little spark. And he uh, he was doing this candid thing of me directing and talking to various performers. So there's a couple of uh, videos out there of me conducting, uh, me teaching, you know, one of the musicians how to sing the how to how to sing the the part, and so there, there's one called "Icing" where I'm I'm uh, t- sing talking with Remy while the music's playing in the background, and Chris cap- captured that on on tape, and that was pretty cool. And then he he ends the little promo. It doesn't have all the music in it, but he ends it with a little bit of the animation mm-hmm. in the background with the finished uh, performance. So you hear this rough uh, conversation between composer and singer, and then it m- morphs into the the finished track. It's really cool. And it's kind of, it's humbling to see yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like a fly on the wall and watching the, development of the production go on
1: nice nice and 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 what's one of the things like i wanted to ask you about is like when it comes to music like what got you into music like what was your uh what was your inspiration and what was that that moment that just ensnared you when it comes to music
0: i was really fortunate to have uh great teachers around Mm -hmm. when i was when I was 10, I started to learn the piano and, uh, you, you do all the things that you do when you're learning piano, you you've got your technique books and your scales and, mm-hmm. and, uh, my, my teacher, uh, invariably Mrs. Paul's, she gave me a book of, uh, staff paper, blank staff paper. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to teach you and you're going to learn by practicing how to write treble clefs and bass clefs and time signatures and whole notes and half notes and quarter notes, and so you sit there and you know you fill a page full of all these th- things, and it's like that's not what this stuff is for. It's for <laughs> writing music, and, and and so I started writing little pieces into the manuscript book, and um, she took it as an opportunity, and if I practiced my lesson and did well in the first 55 minutes of the, of the lesson, she would let me play my pieces for her. Mm-hmm. It was like the last five minutes for me was the best part. Cause I could play <laughs> my, my new pieces that I had written. Uh, and um, that just sort of continued. Uh, I got into uh, junior high and learned how to play trumpet. Mm-hmm. And, and then high school, uh, when I was a freshman, my band director saw all that enthusiasm in me and asked me if I would be interested in writing uh, a piece for the band. And so Mm. I took one of my piano pieces and I uh, created a a band version of that piece. And so my, my uh, band director taught me how to conduct. So I learned all of that. And then I, at the end of the, uh, year in the spring semester i got to conduct the the band and during the concert and all the seniors were going nuts over this because they, they liked me and they liked my piece that we were learning in band mm-hmm. but, but about four of them wanted to be uh student conductors too so the the band director uh, let them conduct other pieces during the concert he was he was a great guy uh mr donathon and uh, that was in northern california where i uh, was in high school at the time and uh, went off to college and i was going to be an aerospace engineer mm-hmm. to, make, to make my parents happy and <laughs> um it's like eh, well i'm i while i did you know my core uh requirements as a mm-hmm. freshman uh, aerospace engineering student i took band Um, a a piano course, classical piano course from one of the uh, music major uh, staff and a trumpet performance class from one of the music major staff's uh, professors. And so Mm -hmm. it's like about uh, almost to the uh, end of the first semester, I, uh, approached the director of the music theory composition department and i had my briefcase which was a an old samsonite briefcase that was about one of those big ones that was like five inches wide mm-hmm. but it it carried all my music that i'd been writing since i was 10. and i showed him all this stuff and i asked uh, jerry if uh if i um uh, if you like my music that I've written so far and if I could take the final exam for freshman theory, uh, six Oh five. And I'm asked that with an A, uh, would you consider letting me be a music major? So he let me take the, uh, the, uh, final exam. And I hadn't even gone to one of the music theory classes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, uh, Aced the the final exam to 605, got an advanced placement uh, re- requisite for the for the class,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and changed my major. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank goodness for Leonard Bernstein's Young People's Concerts. I watched mm-hmm. those as a kid, and that it was like I was prepping for that final exam in music 605. By watching those, I knew it what they were talking about and uh so it just kind of all worked out and so that's that's kind of how I got started and then uh after I uh I I was a master's and I finished my doctorate in music composition as well and I was professor for a while and it's like well I don't have enough time I love teaching music, but I don't have enough time to write as much music as I would like. Mm-hmm. And uh I was a professor for a couple of years, assistant professor mm-hmm. a couple of years at uh SMU, that's Southern Methodist University. And I got invited by Ohio State University to be uh a postdoctoral fellow. Mm-hmm. You have to have your doctorate and you have to be invited. And they only gave thirteen of these throughout Ohio State's uh Wow, some two hundred plus two hundred twenty-five uh, college disciplines. In so there were thirteen of those throughout those two hundred and twenty-five. So mm-hmm. a rarefied atmosphere of of being accepted. And so, I got the uh, postdoctoral fellowship and became a composer in residence there. I went up there and all I had to do was write music. I went to my OSU office and. And uh, it was just glorious. I had my piano and wrote and performed the music with various um, Ohio State musicians. And then I got invited for a second one, which was nobody had ever gotten a second one, especially. Mm -hmm. And I was only the second person in the fine arts and the very first person in music to even get one. And then the first person to get one twice. Twice. Uh, and remember it's just 13 of them throughout all of those disciplines. So it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Wonderful. I was really blessed to have that opportunity. And then while I was in Ohio there, I got an Ohio arts council, grant, Ohio arts council grant, mm-hmm. and, uh, a national endowment for the arts and Ohio was a great place to write because of those opportunities. And so I, I did that for, uh, that helped sustain me for another year in writing music. Mm-hmm. And I was also a, a visiting lecturer at Denison University, which is like 30 miles east of Columbus. And uh, so I enjoyed that. It once again enjoyed teaching, but it was like it was another one of those moments where it was like, wow, I really love just writing. And that summer I went to the McDowell Colony. Which is mm-hmm. an artist colony in New Hampshire, founded by Edward McDowell's uh, w- um, wife and his estate, and it's where various com- uh, artists and musicians can go and spend a term uh, doing their art. In my case, music. There were, you know, there playwrights and writers, uh, artists, uh, both visual and and uh, sculptors and just all kinds of disciplines and you get your own cabin. And of course in the, in the musicians, composers cabin, you've got your own, you have your own grand piano and mm-hmm. it's, it's wonderful. There's a fireplace over on one side and you've got your living room and there's a, a place where you can rest and, uh, and they bring you a, your, your lunch in a picnic basket that they put on the porch and they don't disturb you wow so it's like this immersive time of just me and my music and the muse of of the ghosts of the people who had been mm-hmm. in, in that studio writing music because because up on the wall above the fireplace were these plaques and you would the, the people who had had gone to McDowell Colony and, and had residence in that particular cabin mm-hmm. had their names and the year they were there and I'm looking at all these names on the on the plaques, and they're people I know, from you know, they're f- famous composers, and the inspiration just kind of poured in, seeing all those those people who had been in that room, played on that piano, and uh, so I, I wrote a sonata for flute and piano uh, while I was there, and uh, a concerto for trumpet and pian- uh, trumpet and orchestra. Mm-hmm. and um, so it it was just glorious and it's like i've got to figure out a way how to do this all the time mm-hmm. and i i knew dallas from being there uh, with smu and uh, i knew it pretty well and it was that's where i ended up just coming back and i started just knocking on doors and saying would you like me to do music for you and uh so it's one of the things where you just have to believe in what what you can do and what you've done and during that time when i first got back to dallas i got a commission to write a piece of music for the dallas symphony mm-hmm. and uh wow. through, through what it, uh, the McLean paris foundation commissioned me to do that piece and uh so then that was another uh kind of a commission and grant that kept me going for another year. Uh, so I was writing that piece, uh, Washington on the Brazos mm-hmm. has been played by a lot of orchestras around, uh, uh, Texas. And I have other orchestral pieces that have been played around the United States and have won prizes, uh, various prizes and, and stuff. So, um, uh, don't be humble. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I, I, I love writing for orchestra. I love writing for who wants me to write. <laughs> and, then, and so um, I, I found that TV and film and has, has been maybe the, the biggest patrons, but I, I, I love wherever it comes from. A, a, a guy in be- from Bethany College, David Lowell, uh, a violist, Commissioned mm-hmm. me to write a viola piece, and so I wrote a fantasia for him. And uh, it was fun going up there and talking to the students. Um, and of course, they were by that time I was working on Dragon Ball Z as well, and they were uh, they were a great audience. There must have been three hundred uh, students in the room mm-hmm. that day. And wow. And of course, the same kind of, you get the same kind of thing. Uh, I've enjoyed going around to various uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z related cons. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hoping, almost went to Kamehameha Con this past uh, May, and uh, of course the the COVID thing. Yeah. uh, Punched that in the gut, and they've had to delay it until January, and hopefully we can do it in January. So I plan to do that in January. If, uh, if it happens, <laughs> and, uh, so
1: and, and, and speaking of that, like, uh, I guess the, you know, one, one drain one question I'd like to ask is like, how you got into working on the show. Okay, I know you get asked this a lot, but <laughs> you know, I just, that's the one question I want to ask you. And then, I want to speak about drag amnesty because I'm very, very curious about that. (laughs) Okay.
0: I was about going about my day, uh, you know, uh, working a little bit on, on uh, writing some music and, and doing a little marketing. You have to do Mm -hmm. that. If you're a a working composer, it's get your name out there. And I got this wild telephone call Mm -hmm. and, and you get phone calls and sometimes, you know, you just, you just got to start to wonder, is this, is this for real? Mm -hmm. And this guy, hi, I'm, you know, uh, uh, and and it was Ken Fukunaga and it's like, uh, I I was calling to see if you might be interested in writing the music for Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) And and I'm thinking, Hmm, well, I'm going to go with it just to see if this is real or not. And as he started talking, it's like, yeah, this is this is pretty real. It's a good thing I put on my my inviting, business like attitude and was friendly and warm to the and receptive to this telephone call. <laughs> as, as he was, you know, telling me about Dragon Ball, so yeah, I was writing down notes about the the uh, the story and um, about what he needed and how long each episode was, you know, the 22 and a half minutes and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as he described things, I started to get this inspiration. So like I oftentimes happens when I, I do get an inspiration um, that happened with bystander theory too. And I got that call, mm-hmm. but I, uh, of course those moments, you never have a piece of sheet music right there in front of you, like you would need. Mm-hmm. So I take a, I, I take a, a usual, you know, just a piece of uh, set of, uh, you know, notebooks and I'm, I'm going, let me see if I can get that in the picture. I'm going <laughs> lines, lines, lines. So I'm writing five, five <laughs> lines across a page so that I can, I can have a staff. And so I create my own staff. Mm-hmm. Cause he's talking about, and I'm getting this musical idea in my head. I don't want it to go away. So, and, and, some things don't don't ever get to be a part of it, but while I was writing those notes, mm-hmm. I got I got this fight for the right, find all the dragon balls. So I write out this little little lyric in mm-hmm. notes, which turns into the Dragon Ball Z theme and you know so on you know mm-hmm. and later on in in one of the episodes um where they're going as you know super saiyan 3 and it's like whoa this needs to be um ergonometrically related somehow to goku who i identify with the dragon ball z theme
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so i chop the Dragon Ball Z theme in half, and I borrow the second note, the second series of notes from that first idea I ever had while talking mm-hmm. to them about the show. And so I have to split this in my head. Da 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 and of course, as you know, that becomes SSJ3. Mm-hmm. And and then parts of the theme also morph into SSJ. Da 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 That's from SSJ3. Mm-hmm. It's from da 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 from Dragon Ball Z theme. And so they're totally meshed together. And it was an idea just waiting to give birth for the right moment, which was that moment when, when Goku becomes SSJ3. And, and so there's lots of other little places that are like that, um, that uh, I really in, enjoyed making that development over that large arc of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, one, one moment was like at the very end, Mm-hmm. Using the Earth theme and the Dragon Ball Z theme this time triumphantly in major key while wow. they're both intertwined together, going on as a counter melody to each other, mm-hmm. but they just didn't have very much time to say. When Goku's saying goodbye and going off you know in episode two ninety one and it's like, darn it, why didn't they make this longer? <laughs> and uh, so the those are are moments that I, I I really relish and i I think to this day that they're they're kind of like embedded and nobody thinks about them. and uh, but there there's a little bit of uh, insight into to writing.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just have to say, like, because your music, I mean, really defined that show. Like, it, it's so iconic. Like, when you think of those moments, the Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan, the first Super Saiyan transformation, like, your music just really, like, when, when you think of those moments, when you think of, you know, Vegeta's theme, it's just you, like you really brought that show to life.
0: I like like to like the Ginyu time when he transforms, uh, mm-hmm. too. It was like, this has got to be an Epic piece. Um, and then there's other playful moments where like, uh, uh, Ginyu turns into a frog? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's in love with, uh, with, um, this is Bomo, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And I uh, quoted Tristan and Isolde, uh, the, the famous leitmotif, uh, mm-hmm. the love theme, which is the whole basis for this forbidden love. And so the tongue-in-cheek there is, that this, is go- this is not going to happen uh, <laughs> because it's going to just be forbidden love. You're a frog. So it's like, Da, 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 da. <laughs> With those Wagner, uh, turgid, famous chords that drove music theorists berserk and all in the 20th, 20th and 21st century. They could never figure out how to analyze it. <laughs> and, of course, it's the core of his, his opera. But it was oh. fun to, to lay homage uh, at his his feet and other inspiration, uh, while I mentioned Guinea Transf- transformation too, it's like uh there's just a little thank you uh uh Carl Orff's uh Carl Orf's, Karl Orf's uh, Carmina Burana mm-hmm. uh just sort of like stylistic essence of s- some of that power that was in in some of those uh sacred and profane songs that he wrote. Um, and I've, I've always felt like Dragon Ball Z has had many styles in it because of the huge arc and there's different, uh, series had different uh, characters being specialized. And so I, I made sure to just kind of like follow this, this arc and make everything as epic as it could be, mm-hmm. uh, th- through the arc. Awesome. And, and for fans Dragon Ball's uh Amnesty, I wanted to reach out and I've been wanting to do this for some time and have been prodded and prodded and, and asked to please do something mm-hmm. but, uh, as a tribute to my fans, I would uh write Dragon Amnesty.
1: Yeah, and that's what that's uh what I want to, to dive into next because if fans loved your work in Dragon Ball Z, they're gonna love no dragon amnesty and and let's let's talk about that let's get some more uh some more details about that
0: well finally it i'm gonna write something that's a longer form uh, so mm-hmm. it's, this one's gonna be ten i'm I'm suspect that i'm gonna get carried away and it'll maybe even edge to fifteen minutes long mm-hmm. so it it'll depend on the just how the the arc of the composition goes but uh could be. So I, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to reach out to my fans too and just ask them to be my my producers, my executive producers. And if if they can help me with uh, Dragon Amnesty by their support, mm-hmm. a, a little bit from a, a lot of people could go a long way and help make Dragon Amnesty actually happen. Uh, as we're speaking today, there's 22 days uh, left in the Kickstarter that, that we went live with uh, a little over a week ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, we're reaching out to everybody and, and hoping that, uh that Dragon Ball Z fans will, um, uh, check out the, the Kickstarter page for Dragon Amnesty and, uh mm-hmm. um, and do what they can to help and also maybe spread the word to their friends. I'm hoping it'll be a grassroots thing where we have a lot of prize incentives for people mm-hmm. um, and they're on the page. And I think you're going to give them a link. Uh,
1: yep. give me a link to it down below in the description.
0: So that'll be really cool too. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, I've already started writing the piece. It's uh, just a couple of pages of the, what'll be the opening. -hmm. And I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to have um, a style that evokes uh, Dragon Ball Z and and puts you on your edge of your seat. And another inspiration, uh, the I really loved the Halo uh, long form pieces that were done. Really awesome music. That guy's a great composer too. Mm -hmm. And. So I'm going to make this battle between uh, uh, my my dragon and I think he's a good dragon. And so he'll be between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And it's it's funny how dragons kind of like have have been following my life uh, because uh, a little spark is about a magic dragon. (laughs) And uh, who knew? it's like wow this is really great i've got another dragon (laughs) and uh, that's coming out like i said on october 15th Mm -hmm. but uh the dragon amnesty uh, i think it closes uh, like uh, september 18th Mm -hmm. so just 22 days from now so uh every every bit of support will, will needed to to make our goal, and it's gonna it's going to help uh, musicians uh, because I'm going to have a live uh, a set of live chamber um, musicians in a chamber orchestra. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, a big chunk of expense in producing the the, the tracks, and people are going to get uh, a, a live you know a quality download. There's going to be an autographed CD. We're, we're doing uh, dragon amnesty, the t-shirt mm-hmm. and uh, with a, with a cool logo. Um, and um, we have some other uh, uh, incentives and prizes as well that are up there on the site. And, and, and so we'll probably, probably add a few. I've, I've got one that I need to implement into the site. Uh, probably put it a, a medium to higher level. I'm going to autograph, um, my score to Android 18, uh, which is the title song on my Android 18 C CD that Mm -hmm. I wrote. Um, that was a fun piece that I wrote. Um, and Meredith McCoy did the lyrics to that. And she is a phenomenal singer. She's just an excellent singer. Um, the The piece is very challenging from the standpoint that it's aleatoric, Mm -hmm. uh, is twelve tone, uh, another word for twelve tone music, Mm -hmm. and she just has a rock solid performance level. Every note in tune, all the right notes, beautiful presentation, and and feeling and character in in the in the song, and and great lyrics. It was fun working on. Uh, lyrics with her uh, she did most of the lyrics and uh, it, it was just an awesome experience we spent about a week in the studio um, performing that song
2: wow
0: it has a huge layer of parts there were, there are there background rhythmic tracks that are her speaking and, and voice being altered uh, digitally and mm-hmm then there's counter counter melodies and high background melodies going along at the same time. And it's, it's just uh, an awesome piece. second awesome. Amnesty is going, going to be instrumental. Mm-hmm. Uh, the excitement there will be as well with the live chamber orchestra. Wow. So do you have any questions about it? About Dragon Amnesty.
1: Well, you know, um, I do like so one let's see. So I've got about six questions. So one of the questions I want to have is uh how, what all what is gonna be like I guess your primary instrument you're gonna be focusing on as far as like the melodic theme of it because i know with dragon ball z it was primarily heavy metal riffs and whatnot so is it going to be similar in that style or just more grand orchestral
0: there will be grand orchestral and i'm going to have a guitar player if you listen also i just released what i my commission the high voltage commission i may have mentioned that earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. um i admit i i released the first thirty seconds with a little visual teaser, um, and and yet the, the last minute of, the, of high voltage, you're on your edge of your seat because the the guitar just goes wildly nuts. Mm-hmm. Performance by Andy Timmons, fab, fabulous uh, guitar player. But also, I've I've moved up to a digital Performer ten. It's going to be my workstation that I compose and perform on, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you that's a bear. I'm learning. I'm learning all new things because it's it's different from the uh, performer that I'm accustomed to to mm-hmm. working with. So it's like I've been looking at the manuals and just learning extra things. But the advantage to it is it has. Uh, I've loaded in all these new virtual instruments and uh, added a huge amount of new sounds to my battery of, of sounds. So I'll use a few of my key uh, Dragon Ball Z sounds from the past, but I'll have all these new sounds too. And uh, I'm excited. I've got these great taiko drums and uh, a great set of uh, symphony strings and um, brass and woodwind instruments and other percussion instruments and everything. And uh, so all of that, all of those forces together mm-hmm. will, um, make an epic song, epic instrumental out of Dragon Amnesty.
2: Nice.
1: And then, you you know, the best part of it is you're not restrained within, you know, like when you are having to do Dragon Ball Z, like you, had to make yeah you know you had to make it fit within that time frame or whatever the scene was like this one you have complete creative freedom to just be as expressive as you want and i think as as an artist that's
0: the greatest part it's also the scariest part (laughs) (laughs) because you have this blank canvas in front of you it's like Okay, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Whereas when you're you, when you're looking at the picture, you can go, "Oh wow, here's cool dialogue. Oh, and this mm-hmm. great action, and this cutting is cool, and this character is great." And and so I map out all the details of what I'm seeing, and it just soaks in. And as you do that, it becomes a choreography, uh, a ballet of of music to picture to to dialogue. Uh, it, it becomes operatic in scope as well, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of a fusion. And so there's there's some bit of inspiration there, and then the timeline, uh, the deadline is like you're you approach pure fear as you're I've got to get this finished by you know deadline or I'm I'm doomed, and <laughs> so it's kind of like all flows, and uh, so that that's a, another. Is it, they each have their, their own challenge. So I'm I'm looking forward to that blank canvas, and imagining my story, which I'm already got cooking in my head. Mm-hmm. Of the, what what my dragon is doing, and and uh, how how he's going to uh, triumph and prevail. So it, awesome. it's, it's going to be a lot of fun
1: awesome and and you know should the kickstarter which i'm very confident that it will uh hit a goal and dragon amnesty comes out would you be looking towards like doing like a like a sequel to like a dragon amnesty 2 or like what are some projects you're, you're thinking you might do well who,
0: who knows uh, I'm, i i always love writing music it's dragon amnesty on kickstarter it's either it's a do or die thing so um we've approached a a little bit of movement so far here with 22 days left to go but we really need a surge of grassroots effort to uh, make it actually succeed it's you guys out there who are the fans who um i'm i'm writing this piece for you and i'm i'm hoping that uh you can in turn just go to Dragon Amnesty on Kickstarter and, and say, this would be great. I'd, I'd love to have this piece of music that was written just for me. And I can be a, uh, a big part of it with just a very s- small uh, amount of grassroots help from me individually through uh, we just need a few thousand people uh, mm-hmm. to, to say, Hey, this is great. Out of, out of some 20, Two twenty-six million uh, Dragon Ball Z fans, probably more out there, but uh, that were on Cartoon Network when the, when my music was playing on Cartoon Network uh, for those eight years, and now on the internet, uh, and um, it just will take a, a, a small fraction, uh, and all of us together can can make Dragon Amnesty happen. But we only have twenty-two days to to make. Kickstarter happy, um, uh, which would make me extremely uh gratified and 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 grateful to all of you for uh taking the time and and uh the commitment to what I am hoping to do for you. Yeah. Definitely. And
1: uh, you know, one question before uh before we go is like what advice would you give to the audience that may be looking to uh, get into you know music production or just music in general like what what's what would be your goal like if you were speaking to your younger self like if the audience is your younger self like what would you say to them
0: i'm glad that my younger self did what i did and there's a lot of people out there um who are the younger people that i come across who are asking to do this and it's like what do i do and I, I tell them about my experience, but I also say, if you love music so much, you need to devote yourself to it. You need to learn about it, study, mm-hmm. it. Uh, take it in, in, in your, uh, if you're still in junior high or high school, take band, take choir, take orchestra, do one of those things, take private lessons if you can. And, and learn about music. There's no fast track. The more you know about music, the better you can be as a musician. If you want to be a singer, learn how to sing. Don't just sing. Uh, learn, practice, uh, learn your craft. If you want to be a composer, learn your craft. Um, uh, even somebody like Beethoven would, would w- walk around with, uh, 18th century counterpoint uh, books on counterpoint and study them. Here's this magnificent composer through the ages studying somebody else's uh, teaching about writing music. It's, It's all about knowledge and art and craft. And the more of all of that that you have, the better musician you can be. It's, it's simple as that. So if you think you want to be a musician, embrace it. If you find that you're not going to be able to be a professional musician, embrace it for the joy that it brings you and the sanity. It can be a beacon of sanity in a crazy time or just a calming influence in a moment where you need um, that retrospective, introspective look at just being peaceful sitting down to play the piano. I I love doing that. Uh, It's, it's just, it's one of my hobbies Mm -hmm. and yet it's what I do. And then I, I write music too as a hobby sometimes on just something that I wanted to do. So I've written a few preludes uh, uh, recently uh, for piano. And uh, so it's, it's all about, as a young person, I would say to you uh, out there, do what you can to learn about what you love. The more you know about what you love, the more it will bring back to you.
1: Yeah. Most definitely. And uh, I lied. I actually have one final question for you. Did you have fun?
0: Yes. Thank you. This is is great. Uh, I, I really, I hope i'm putting that on the right syllable no 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 it's fine <laughs> which, which is right mikhail or mikhail
1: it really depends uh my mom fluctuates between both so I'll, i just answer to both <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> well, i really appreciate you mikhail uh, uh, it's uh it, it's been wonderful and thank you hawaii uh actually lived there for three years a little trivia I was too young to enjoy it too much, but just old enough to enjoy uh, romping around in the beach. So <laughs> it was great being on Oahu. And uh, I uh, remember fondly one of the songs, Maliki Malikimaka, you know, with the Christmas song. And so, Oh,
1: yeah, the, the Merry Kalikimaka.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, just one of those those ear uh, remembrances that uh sometimes can haunt you for a, <laughs> for a week <laughs> but thank you Hawaii and thank you mikhail for um, for this podcast and your support yeah. of dragon amnesty
1: yeah and uh, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we go
0: I just uh once again I, I appreciate um, if uh, you if you guys can get out the uh, the Dragon Amnesty uh, news with your friends and share it and, and any support that you can give me is, is greatly appreciated. I'm um, very happy and thrilled to be writing this piece for you.
1: And with that being said, people, this wraps up the podcast and uh, links to everything from Dragon Amnesty to... Know, uh, Bruce's IMDb and other links, as well as the social media links, everything will be listed down below in the description. So, make sure you go over there. Definitely make sure you go over to Dragon Amnesty on Kickstarter and uh, support because this is going to be an amazing project. And uh, that being said, you can catch this episode of the podcast on all major outlets. It's if you're watching in video format, you see. Everything below where it's on audio. So, Apple Podcasts, Google podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. And uh, we also have Patreon if you want to support us there as well. And with that being said, this is Bruce and Mikhail. We are signing out. You guys have a great one. Aloha and have a great day. Aloha, guys.
0: Hi, I'm Bruce Falconer. As a composer and performer, many of you know me from the music I created for Dragon Ball Z. I want to acknowledge and thank you, my amazing fans. You have been an integral part of my inspiration, success, and lots of fun over the years. I've had so many requests to add to my Dragon Ball Z American soundtracks. So with that in mind, I'm writing this very special piece of music dedicated just to you. The piece will be about 10 minutes long and includes strings, brass, guitar, and percussion. It will feature a live chamber orchestra. So in effect, you will also be helping studio musicians who have been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Cake Mix Recording Studio will be hosting our performance of my new piece in a studio recording with the chamber orchestra. Over the past two decades, you have continued to enjoy and recognize my Dragon Ball Z music. You will always have my gratitude and appreciation for the support you have given me.
1: Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you like, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on YouTube.com slash Casanova as well as on Twitch.tv slash Casanova and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, with that being said, this is Mikel Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great day.